E-Tidings Cosmos Good morning, 21st century world of worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falcher Rothansha Hear this, listener. Give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Are there limits, I wonder, and how fast ideas move about my mind? Is there some kind of speed limit in place? Have I imposed some kind of a speed limit? I sure hope not, for my ideas love to run fast, wild, and free in the bright blue sky of day, in the starry heavens of night. In a vision of the day, saw a man sitting at a wooden table, directly underneath a pine tree. And the table was covered with fresh pine needles. He had both hands resting open-palmed on them. And he was looking down at the wondrous spread and smiling away to himself, while deeply inhaling the sublime fragrance. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading some more from Shakespeare, Lucretius, and Zhuangzi. A reading from A Midsummer Night's Dream Tis strange, my Theseus, that these lovers speak of. More strange than true. I never may believe these antique fables, nor these fairy toys. Lovers and madmen have such seething brains, such shaping fantasies, that apprehend more than cool reason ever comprehends. The lunatic, the lover and the poet are of imagination all compact. One sees more devils than vast hell can hold, that is the madman. The lover, all as frantic, sees Helen's beauty in a brow of Egypt. The poet's eye, in fine frenzy rolling, that glanced from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. And as imagination bodies forth the forms of things unknown, the poet's pen turns them to shapes and gives to airy nothing a local habitation and a name. Such tricks had strong imagination, that if it would, would apprehend some joy, it comprehends some bringer of that joy. Or in the night, imagining some fear, how easy is a bush supposed a bear? But all the story of the night told over, and all their minds transfigured so together, more witness it than fancies images, and grows to something of great constancy. But howsoever, strange and admirable. Here comes the lovers, full of joy and mirth. Joy, gentle friends, joy and fresh days of love accompany your hearts. And more than to us, wait in your royal walks, your board, your bed. Come now, what masks, what dances shall we have to wear away this long age of three hours between our after-supper and bedtime? Where is our usual manager of mirth? What revels are in hand? Is there no play to ease the anguish of a torturing hour? Call Philistrate. Here, mighty Theseus, 
Say, what abridgment have you for this evening? What mask, what music? How shall we beguile the lazy time, if not with some delight? There is a brief how many sports are ripe. Make choice of which your highness will see first. The battle with the centaurs to be sung by an Athenian eunuch to the harp. Will none of that. That have I told my love and glory of my kinsman Hercules. The riot of the tipsy bacchanals tearing the Thracian singer in their rage. Ah, that's an old device, and it was played when I from Thebes came last a conqueror. The thrice three muses mourning for the debt of learning, late deceased in beggary. That is some satire, keen and critical, not sorting with a nuptial ceremony. A tedious brief scene of young Pyramus and his love Thisbe, very tragical mirth. Merry and tragical, tedious and brief, that is hot ice and wondrous strange snow. How shall we find the concord of this discord? A play there is, my lord, some ten words long, which is as brief as I have known a play. But by ten words, my lord, it is too long, which makes it tedious. For in all the play there is not one word apt, one player fitted, and tragical, my noble lord, it is. For Pyramus therein doth kill himself, which, when I saw rehearsed, I must confess, made mine eyes water, but more merry tears the passion of loud laughter never shed. What are they that do play it? Hard-handed men that work in Athens here, which never laboured in their minds till now, and now have toiled their unbreathed memories with that same play against your nuptial. And we shall hear it. No, no, my lord, it is not for you. I have heard it over, and it is nothing, nothing in the world, unless you can find sport in their intents, extremely stretched and conned with cruel pain to do your service. I will hear that play, for never anything can be amiss when simpleness and duty tender it. Go, bring them in, and take your places, ladies. A reading in continuity from the first century B.C. poem on the nature of things by the Roman poet and philosopher Titus Lucretius Carus. For lapsed years and infinite age must else have eat all shapes of mortal stock away. But be it the long ago contain those germs by which this sum of things recruited lives those same infallibly can never die, nor nothing to nothing evermore return. And too the selfsame power might end alike all things, were they not still held together by matter eternal, shackled through its paths, now more, now less. A touch might be enough to cause destruction, for the slightest force would lose the weft of things wherein no part were of imperishable stock, but now, because the fastenings of primordial parts are put together diversely, and stuff is everlasting, things abide the same unhurt and sure, until some power comes on strong to destroy the wharf and woof of each. Nothing returns to naught, but all return at their collapse to primal forms of stuff. Lo, the rains perish which ether father throws down to the bosom of ether mother, but then upsprings the shining grain, and boughs are green amid the trees, 
and trees themselves wax big, and lay themselves with fruits, and hence in turn the race of man, and all the wild are fed. Hence joyful cities thrive with boys and girls, and leafy woodlands echo with new birds. Hence cattle fat and drowsy lay their bulk along the joyous pastures, whilst the drops of white ooze trickle from distended bags. Hence the young scamper on their weakling joints along the tender herbs, fresh hearts afrisk with warm new milk. Thus naught of what so seems perishes utterly, since nature ever upbuilds one thing from another, suffering naught to come to bed, but through some other's death. An interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from The True Classic of Southern Taoist Fragrance. North Three Star Visitor spoke to me, saying, Humaculate of Era, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? In days of winters, springs, summers and autumns, dust afar here on the isle, have I met among the humans, those who, though endowed with eyes free to see clearly, hardly see nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to see, who, though endowed with ears free to hear fully, hardly hear nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to hear. Who, though endowed with noses free to scent abundantly, hardly scent nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to scent. Who, though endowed with tongues free to taste exceptionally, hardly taste nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to taste. Who, though endowed with skin free to feel tantalizingly, hardly feel nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to feel. And who, though endowed with brains free to think tremendously, hardly think nothing at all of the all that they are meant to be able to think. And most pitifully, all of them same claim there to be but five senses. Their brains they have given some sort of privileged status above the other senses, going even as far as designating it a non-sense ability. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay, way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will free yourself when you'll find yourself hemmed in.
enlarge your mind you will whenever you'll find yourself in distress. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought too for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to Radio Richard Ireland on the air globally for about 15 minutes Monday to Friday and occasionally on the weekends. A transcript of today's broadcast will be forthcoming. It is truly an honor to have you listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán agus banacht lath.